Chapter Fourteen of Grace Harlowe's Return to Overton Campus by Jessie Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fourteen, A Disquieting Thought. When halfway across the campus, the two young women encountered Evelyn Ward. The cold, crisp November air had deepened the pink in her cheeks to living rose. Her violet eyes fairly blazed with light and sparkle, and her wonderful golden hair peeped in fascinating little curls under her grey valour hat. She wore a three-quarter length grey coat, cut in the smartest fashion, and a passing glance at her would have left one with the impression that she was in affluent circumstances. "'How can a girl who can't afford to pay her college expenses wear such smart clothes?' was Kathleen's appraising comment after they had passed Evelyn, who nodded to them in condescending fashion. Her sister Ida makes them. She told me when she came here to ask me to take Miss Ward into Harlow House. She's a very pretty girl, isn't she? Kathleen nodded. How are things at Harlow House? she inquired irrelevantly. Going beautifully. I told you about our club, didn't I? Not a word. I haven't seen you for a week. The newspaper girl listened interestedly to Grace's account of the club. It would make a good story for my paper, she commented. How about it, Grace? You're welcome to it if the girls don't object. Suppose you come as a guest to our next meeting and ask their permission. I'll do it, promised Kathleen. Mary Reynolds received and accepted Kathleen's invitation to the reception with unmistakable joy. Grace had sent home for a pink silk evening gown, which she had worn but little, and fairly forced it, with slippers, stockings, and gloves, upon the reluctant Mary, with the plea that pink was not her colour, and therefore she never wore the frock. Aside from shortening it, it had needed little alteration, and when the night of the sophomore reception arrived, Kathleen appeared an hour before the time to start for the dance to help Mary dress. She brought a cluster of pinky white roses and a pink chiffon scarf, which she diplomatically insisted did not go well with any of her gowns, and exactly matched Mary's. "'I can't believe that I am I,' Mary said happily, as she viewed herself wonderingly in the round dressing-table mirror. She clasped her thin childish hands impulsively together. "'I wish every girl in the world had such good friends and pretty clothes as I have.' I hope no one has such elusive hooks and eyes on their clothes as I have, grumbled Emma Dean, who had appeared in the doorway in time to hear Mary's heartfelt remark. I have permanently dislocated one shoulder and ruined the charming curves of both my elbows forever in a vain but valiant effort to unite one miserable hook and eye which I am sure the dressmaker purposely sewed out of my reach. Poor Emma, sympathised Kathleen. Let me help you. Emma surrendered herself to Kathleen's deft fingers with a ludicrous gesture of resignation. "'Are all the Harlow House girls going?' asked Kathleen. "'Yes. Thanks to the juniors and seniors, not one has been left out. "'It is such a clear, pleasant night the campus house girls won't need carriages,' answered Grace. "'It is eight o'clock now. Don't you think you'd better start? "'You go on with the girls, Emma. I'll run over some time during the evening for a few minutes.' After the merrymakers had set out for the gymnasium, Grace retired to her office to write a letter to her mother. She had hardly settled herself when the doorbell rang, and she heard a high, clear voice asking the maid for Miss Ward. 
"'Please tell her to hurry. My car is waiting.' instructed the voice as the maid ushered the newcomer into the living room grace glanced around the open door of the office into the next room in evelyn's escort she recognized althea parker one of the most snobbish girls at overton college and a member of the sophomore class evelyn's declaration on her arrival at overton that she intended to cultivate the richest girls in college now came back to grace with disagreeable force good evening miss harlowe hailed Althea, as Grace rose and went forward to greet her. We're going to be late. I hope Evelyn won't keep me waiting. There was a touch of impatience in her voice. Even as she spoke, there was a patter of light feet on the stairs, and Evelyn appeared in the doorway, her evening coat and scarf on her arm. Grace gave an involuntary gasp of admiration, while Althea cried out openly, Evelyn Ward, you are wonderful! Evelyn's violet-blue eyes flashed with gratified vanity. She wore an exquisite gown of white silk and lace made in an apparently simple but very smart fashion, which revealed the pure beauty of her white throat and rounded arms, increasing her loveliness tenfold. She wore white silk stockings and white satin slippers with rhinestone buckles. Her thick golden hair was drawn high on her head in a graceful knot, and clustered in little curls about her temples and over her forehead, while her whole face was alive with excitement. At her corsage was an immense bunch of violets, evidently sent her by her escort. "'Shall I do?' she asked pertly, walking over to the living-room mirror for a last peep at herself. "'You look very lovely tonight,' said Grace honestly. "'Thank you.' She swept Grace a curtsy. A faint mocking smile played about her red lips, as though she doubted the sincerity of the remark. Slipping on her evening coat of white broadcloth and placing an extremely handsome scarf of white and gold on her very pretty head, Evelyn walked to the door, followed by Althea Parker, who, divided between admiration of Evelyn and fear of being late, was talking rapidly in her high, excited voice. "'Good night, Miss Harlowe,' she nodded. "'Oh, yes. "'Good night,' called Evelyn carelessly. Grace leaned back in her chair and smiled at Evelyn's slightly cavalier treatment of herself. "'How her sister has spoiled her,' she mused. "'She treats me as though I were one of the maids. "'To see her tonight, one would be quite likely to imagine that she, "'rather than Miss Parker, were the richest girl in Overton.' "'A sudden startled look stole into Grace's eyes. "'Why, where?' She paused as though she had come upon something, which did not quite please her. As a matter of fact, it had occurred to her with an unpleasant jolt that Evelyn was wearing an evening gown entirely too expensive for her present circumstances. So were her evening coat, her scarf, and all the dainty appointments which so perfectly matched the white silk frock. Again she recalled that Ida Ward planned and made all her sister's gowns. Even so, she must have spent considerable money on Evelyn's evening clothes. Suppose these things were to be noticed and commented upon by the girls in the house or by outsiders who knew nothing of the real source of Evelyn's wardrobe. Suppose someone were ill-natured enough to say that a girl who could afford such expensive gowns ought to be able to pay her own expenses and give her place in Harlow House to someone more needy. Had not Kathleen asked how Evelyn could afford to wear such smart clothes? Yet on the other hand, there was nothing to be done. 
Grace did not feel it within her province to take Evelyn to task on the subject of her wearing apparel. All she could do was to trust that what had perplexed her would pass unnoticed and uncriticised. End of chapter 14